Hello, friends, and thank you for joining Christ Church Online. The following message is the third installment in our Wednesday Lenten series entitled, Talk to Me. This week, the Reverend Dr. John Guest continues our examination of the Lord's Prayer. Here he is with this week's message. Thank you for listening. In this season of prayer, and what we are doing is teaching on prayer, and uh, I found out, Doug, because uh, our youth pastor here, who just gave me a non-introduction, <laughs> <coughs> is teaching the, uh, the Teenagers a series on prayer as well, uh, unconnected to our, <coughs> excuse me, planning prayer. Well, we need to be in prayer. I mean, there never was a time when we did not need to be in prayer. And I think it was Charles Spurgeon who said of Jesus, if there was ever a man born of woman who did not need to be in prayer, it was Jesus. And he sought the Father out all the time. So if that was true for him, because he wanted to be with his dad. That was the big deal. His dad. And he's introduced us to him so that we can call him our father too. Well, bow your heads with me one more time and refresh ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for teaching us how to pray. Teaching us not just this as a prayer, but as a series of principled prayers. So as we come to your word, and as we come to you in prayer in just a few moments, here we are again talking to you. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to talk to you. Talk to me. And we're thrilled to do that. Again, I ask you, Lord, that you would take my lips and speak through them, that you would take our minds and think through them, that you would take our wills, Lord, and bend them to your own. And that you would take our hearts, Lord Jesus, and set them on fire with love for yourself. We pray this for your name's sake. Amen. Well, we come to the phrase, the clause in the prayer which has to do really with an ongoing battle for us between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Thy kingdom come, we pray. Thy will be done. We are in a daily battle. The kingdom of darkness is the kingdom of this world. This world being not just beautiful trees and flowers and spring, nearly spring weather, but the whole system of things organized apart from God. That's the world that comes against us. If we say we know and love Jesus and count the Heavenly Father as our Father, and we come and we pray this kind of prayer, It's because there is an opposing force. 
there is an opposing force and it's real. So Jesus taught us to pray to the Father and say to him, Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Let me just lead you through a brief study of this battle between good and evil, the two kingdoms. Interestingly, quite amazingly, uh, as I put this together now, that when Jesus was tempted of the devil in the wilderness, that last great temptation was this. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 4 and verse 8. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Listen to what Satan said to Jesus. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. All yours. Just bow down and worship me. So that king, that, that, that kingdom out there that he showed Jesus with all the glamour and glitz of it, Satan said, I'll give that to you. Because it was his to give, in a sense. It was his kingdom. The world systems organized apart from his father in heaven. But the father from hell came after him and said, I'll give it to you. If you just bow down and worship me. Of course, to which Jesus said, Away from me, Satan. For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Later on in the same gospel, chapter 12 and verse 26, again a very interesting sideline vision. Jesus is challenged by the religious leadership of his day because he has driven the devil, a demon, out of a man and the people were saying, could this be, speaking of Jesus, the son of David, i.e., that is, the Messiah? Could this be the Messiah? The religious leadership heard that kind of conversation and they quickly responded that uh, he drove out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus knew their thoughts, it says, and this is how he answered. Every kingdom, there's that word again, divided against itself will be ruined And every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. And how can his kingdom stand? That's Jesus, again, very much aware of the two kingdoms. Kingdom of Satan... And his own. Of course, he said, If I by the finger of God cast out these demons, then the kingdom is near. John chapter 3 is a very, very famous statement. 
because a religious man in this occasion came looking to Jesus for some answers. He came at night because I guess he was ashamed. That's the implication of being seen with Jesus and inquiring of him at day, in daylight. So Nicodemus comes and he chats with Jesus and Jesus cuts through everything. Three, chapter 3 and verse 3. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. And just a couple of verses later, still in the same conversation, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. And it's via that being born again that we enter ourselves, able to see, have the desire, and enter into his kingdom. And step from darkness to light, from death to life. Listen to these profound words from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And this is a passage about the resurrection in principle, but as an out, outcome of this teaching on the resurrection, listen to what the Bible says. For since death came through man, a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive, but each in his own turn or order. Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes those who belong to him, and then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. So the Apostle Paul teaching here shows the victory that Christ has won over Satan, his kingdom, over death and over darkness. And the end result, a kingdom which he has won, which he presents to the Father. Having destroyed all the opposition, the dominion, authority and power that was against him. And one last very, very famous statement. Not that any of these are less than famous, but a chap by the name of Handel wrote a piece of music called The Messiah. And he picked on a particular verse out of the book of Revelation, which said this, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord. And of his Christ, and he shall reign 
forever and ever. And Christ takes that kingdom, presents it to the Father, and reigns forever and ever. And just a chapter later, in Revelation chapter 12, I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation in heaven. Sorry, let me start again. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers, that's Satan, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. So when Jesus prays and teaches us to pray against Satan, it's real. And that battle between the Lord's kingdom and Satan's kingdom is real. So for us to be in prayer about that, to the Father saying, thy kingdom come. What we are praying for is the victory of Christ in lives just like ours. Thy kingdom come. A way to pray that prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, is to bring to the Lord, which we are going to be doing in just a few moments, the battles that are being fought out there. When you pray for your children, how do you pray? You can pray for them, Lord, thy kingdom come to Mark, to Mary, to Susan. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in them here on earth as your will is done in heaven. We are praying for a new pastor One of the reasons we're teaching and proclaiming and encouraging prayer is that you would be seriously daily in prayer as we enter into that process. Thy kingdom come in this, Lord. You lead our parish council and you lead those in leadership to find the pastor of your choice. You lead us, Lord. Thy kingdom come in this matter. Your will be done in this matter on earth as it is in heaven. You can pray that through the work of our church, every department of our church, whether it's a student ministry, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, our music ministry. If you pray for the church and you received a card was it for the church or the pastor? You've got it right in your hand there. Somebody tell me. For the pastor. Ah, well now you better be praying that. <laughs> and for us pastors. Thy kingdom come in their homes, their family. In other words, your will be done in the battle between light and dark, life and death. You, Lord, win that battle daily through our pastoral team and ministers, those who lead. How about praying for Washington, D.C.? My wife prays this prayer, and I've joined her in it, over the White House, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
over the capital, thy will be done, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. So in all the ramifications of our lawmakers, thy kingdom come, Lord, thy will be done. Just believe me, I, I shouldn't even have to say that. Just believe your own common sense and your own spiritual insight. The battle in Washington, D.C. is between light and darkness. It's between good and evil. It's between life and death. It's between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. That's the big battle. Anything else is but a peanut gallery on the side. The real battle is for the soul of America. There is a movie coming out, Unplanned. It's a devastating movie to the whole pro-choice, pro-death, pro-abortion movement. And I hope you get to see it. We've actually booked a whole movie theater to go see it together and for you to bring folks with you. So we'll be selling tickets for that. I mean, we booked it, and we've bought it. And uh, you know where the rest of the money's coming from to pay for it. <clears throat> but Pastor Barry went to see it, a prelude to it, got the grip of it, and booked a movie theater so that we could fill it up with people and get the message. But that is a spiritual battle. This isn't uh, women's versus men just pro-life versus pro-choice. I mean, those are the titles and labels we put on it. But when you have that law that's recently passed in New York, and similarly <clears throat> in Virginia, to take a late-term baby and even a baby that is already born and kill it, how could we do that legally? Bold-faced wickedness. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So whatever it is, the missionary enterprises that we uh, back and support, and uh, as you pray around the world, in your own mind's eye. I mean, I can see China immediately in my mind's eye. The good news is there that more people are coming to Christ every day than the rest of the world put together. You never hear that. <clears throat> you pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done, because my sense of things is this, that the economic development of power in China is one day going to be funding the evangelization of the world from China. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So whether it's in the Dominican Republic where we're at work, we've got a young man in Japan. We actually have a young lady down working and uh, living in the Dominican Republic from our church. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And behind the scenes in your life, your home, your workplace, your social life, is the same battle. So when Jesus teaches us to pray that prayer, 
we can pray that with his authority, calling on the Father for his kingdom to be dominant. Kingdom of God is literally the rule of God. It is not a geographic entity. It's a spiritual principle. The rule of God in the hearts of men and women. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Bow your heads and pray with me and then we will divide up again in our prayer groups and go to prayer. Lord, thank you for the way you are blessing us in these smaller groupings where we can all talk to you just like you've asked us to. To share our hearts, to share our lives, to share our love, our friendship, our knowledge of you, to do so in prayer, to beseech you and call out to you. And thank you in as much as you have taught us to pray like this, that we can be bold in our prayers. So, Lord, we do cry out to you, thy kingdom come. Your kingdom, Lord, your rule, your authority, your way, your truth, that it have dominion in all the little scurries of our own life, and the bigger issues of our nation and the world. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.